You know, my message title today is not just a title, it's a declaration. It's a declaration. Not that. That also, that's the sermon series of the month of December. <laughs> that's the sermon series for the month of December. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But my sermon today is a declaration for each and every one of you. That this Christmas will be your best Christmas thus far. You might have been wondering, God, where are you? I know you've been there in Jan. I know you've been there halfway through Jan. But God, Feb, March, April, May have been tough months, have been difficult months. God, where are you? We often ask this question, but we fail to understand that God is right there by our side. Because he says, lo and behold, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Our going out and our coming in is blessed. Wherever we go, his presence surrounds us. So what you did not see from Jan to November, you are more than able to see God do it from now on till December 31st. You're more than able to see God do it from today till the end of this year. Because God's desire is not for you to suffer. When we go through suffering, it's not that God says, oh, you deserve that, very good. You better watch out. You better not cry. No, 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 no. Santa needs a kick. No kids here, right? Needs a kick. Makes us believe things that are not real. Gifts don't come from Santa. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Amen? Every good and perfect gift. Santa may allow, oh no, I, I, I won't go there. I won't go there. Okay, I went there already. Santa may, you may think Santa got you a gift that's not really good, it's not really what you wanted, but that did not come through Santa, it came through some other people. But God gives you exactly what you need. Those other people would be like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Next Christmas, for sure, darling. Next Christmas. But, 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 but God, but God says, you love that gift? Well, you've seen nothing yet. There's so much more. Because I'm the God of more than enough. And I never make mistakes. I never make mistakes. You know, I love the Christmas season. You know, I just love the Christmas season. You know, opening our house for friends, how many of you enjoyed singing that song last night? They are coming home. They are coming home. Some of you did, right? Some of you did. I sang, those, I sang that song last night with, with a few friends. You know, I mean, we didn't literally sing it. We, we, were, we were rejoicing. Listen, I love, I love. Uh, listen, listen, listen. God you know, he's got the whole world in his hands. Every country, <laughs> every country is important, you know. But there's a time, you know, where, where you remove your pastor hat, you know, <laughs> and you sit down with a group of friends and you, you keep screaming and cheering for what other people don't cheer for. But I don't even know how I went into that. But see, yeah, 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 I know, I know, sorry. For those of you listening on Spotify, it's, it's Christmas season 
you know, we're having fun with our family. It's, it is an amazing season. So I'm getting to the message now. But I love having people over. My wife and I, we love having people over. We love celebrating, you know. When, when before we could get married, and when we were, we were going to rent our first house, one of the things that was on our hearts was that our house would be open for anyone and everyone. You know, we've had people come in at 3 o'clock in the morning in the rain in, while we were staying in Mumbai. You know, I had a fight with my mom. I left the house and I'm coming to your house, Pastor. And the mom calling me on the other line, let him stand in the rain, don't allow him in. You know, we've had people leaving another, another state in India, getting on a train from Chennai, coming to Bombay, running away from home and staying with us for six months, you know, and looking after them. But we, we always had this desire that our house would be open for everyone. And, you know, Dubai is a place where not all of us have families over here. Season, keep your home open. Keep your home open. You know, if you have family, let's be family. Keep your home open, you know, to allow everyone to experience family life with you. And so I love having people over, you know. I love, I love having an open house. I love seeing my kids open their gifts. How many of you love Christmas cards? Now it's become e-cards, but I don't, I don't like those. How many of you love the actual Christmas card? Yeah, it's awesome, right? You know, it's a, way, or it's a way for people to tell you or to say what's going on in their lives or just to say that we've been thinking about you this year. You know, we've been thinking about you, you know, uh, putting a scripture verse, you know, a, a, a little note of a blessing. Those things are so valuable, right? Those things are so valuable. But did you know that God wrote the very first Christmas card to you? God wrote the very first Christmas card to you and to me in the Bible. But he sent it early. In fact, it came hundreds and hundreds of years early. You know, and I just want us to see and dive in to what's written in this Christmas card. You know, Christmas is not only the time when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel. But we celebrate the birth of the Son of God who dwelt among us. We celebrate the birth of the Son of God who dwelt among us. You know, 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, Isaiah prophesied, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. And this is what it says in Isaiah 7, chapter 7, verse 14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means with us. El means God. This promised child would be with us God. Jesus, sorry, just as God was with Israel in the wilderness, so also Jesus Christ as God with us saves us, guides us, protects us, provides for us because he is so much in love with each and every one of us. You know, because God is with us in Jesus Christ, we can be assured of this, that we will always be triumphant and we will always be able to rejoice. The Bible says that, uh, that God, wow, well, I just lost my track of that. 
God came to give life and life in all of its abundance. John 10, 10. He came to give life and life in all of its abundance. The source to that abundance life is not to be found anywhere else. The source to that abundant life resides on the inside of you. Because the Bible says that God dwells in you. We don't have to look for abundant life anywhere else. It is there. It resides on the inside of us. And when we know and we acknowledge that God is the source of abundant life and he is on the inside of us, what we acknowledge and what we know to be true on the inside will manifest outwardly. He came to give life and life in all of its abundance. That's the portion for each and every one of us. That's the portion for each and every one of us. Abundant life is not only about riches. Abundant life is knowing that God is with me always. God is with me always. You know, 725 BC, the Assyrian evil empires are poised to attack the morally bankrupt Jews. There's darkness and despair all around them. They're about to be crushed from all sides. There seems to be no hope. It is at that moment that now they have a word from God. They receive a word from God. And this afternoon, you may feel completely surrounded by a dark world. Like I said, from, from probably Feb to, to November or even yesterday, it might seem like you've been surrounded by a dark world. You may feel crushed. You may feel like nothing's falling in place. And you've come over here saying, God, just speak to me. All I need is a word from you. God still says to you, God looks at you and says, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. It is not over till I say it's over. This will be your best Christmas ever. You are not going through what you're going through alone. I am with you. You may see it as suffering, but I'm building you up for something far greater. For battles that are going to come ahead where you're going to be a lot more stronger. But in saying that, we both are going to get through this. Because I'm the one who holds on to your hand and brings you to your place of victory. If that's you today, that's what God wants to say to you. That's what God wants to say to you. You know, just look at Isaiah 9 verses 1 to 7 and see how the things change in this passage of Scripture. Sorry. Is it put? My bad. I'm just going to read it out. Just read it out. I'm, I'm just going to read it out. I just want you to listen to me. But suddenly, there will be no more gloom for the land that suffered. In the past, God made the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali hang their heads in shame. But in the future, those lands will be made great. They will stretch from the road along the Mediterranean Sea to the land beyond the Jordan River and the north to Galilee, the land of people who are not Israelites. Before, those people lived in darkness, but now they've seen a great light. They lived in a dark land, but a light has shined on them. God, you have caused the nation to grow, 
and made the people happy. And they have shown their happiness to you like the, like the joy during harvest time. Like the joy of people taking what they have won in the war. Like the time you defeated, like the time you defeated Midian. You have taken away their heavy load and the heavy pole from their backs and the rod the enemy used to punish them. Every boot that marched in battle and every uniform stained with blood has been thrown into the fire. A child has been born to us. God has given a son to us. He will be responsible for leading the people. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Powerful God, Father who lives forever, Prince of Peace. Power and peace will be in his kingdom and will continue to grow forever. He will rule as king on David's throne and over David's kingdom. He will make it strong by ruling with justice and goodness from now on and forever. The Lord, all-powerful, will do this because of his strong love for his people. You know, the gloom of verse 1, the darkness and the gloom of verse 1 turns to brightness in verse 3. The darkness is turned to rejoicing. Whatever you are going through right now is not going to last more than you think it will because weeping... <laughs> weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I speak that if you've been weeping and weeping and weeping, your time for joy is now. Whatever darkness might have been lingering over you, it's passing through because the light shines and is more stronger and even more brighter than the darkness that's, that's, that's lingering over you. What you thought was going to be dark is going to be dark no more. Your environment that you thought was dark is going to be dark no more. You know, and I just very quickly want to come to my first point. Why am I saying all of these things? God is going to send a son. All of these things are going to go away. Your darkness is going to turn to light. Your mourning is going to turn to joy. Your weeping is going to turn to rejoicing. Because that was the prophecy fulfilled in Isaiah. That God was going to send his son. God was going to send his son. He is marvelous in how he came. He is marvelous in how he came. You know, the Bible says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The king came in earthly humanity, which means a child is born. You know, in the, in the, in the, in the Hebrew text, the emphasis is on child. To fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah and for people to know that God sent his son. It was not a supernatural, it, it was not something that was just lim limited to the supernatural, but a child was born and came in physical form. God fulfilled his promise. You know, ch children represent newness and change. There is a new day coming, a new day is born. This king that came, 
came to bring about a change in the lives of people, and he's changing lives still this very moment. You know, I really thank God for the change that he brought in my life. I'm sure all of us can say the same thing. You know, I thank God for receiving the gift of Jesus in my life. And how do we know this gift is from God? Because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God does not change. His word does not change. But when he comes into your life, he changes you. He changes you. You know, the second thing we see is he's majestic in who he is. Bible says, again, same verse in the New Testament. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. You know, a Jewish name, a Jewish name described both character and activity. A Jewish name described character and activity. And there are four names given to describe the character and activity of this king was given to us. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If you are struggling with something today and you don't really know what to do, which direction to go in, you have the wonderful counselor who's right there next to you, who's more than able to give you wisdom above and beyond that what you ask for. He is the wonderful counselor who is with us all the time and is more than able to lead us and guide us and place us on higher ground. He is the mighty God. God. Come on, come on. Louder, 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 louder. He is the mighty God, Elohim, maker of he is the mighty God. You know? Let me tell you, you may have a problem before you today, but you not only have the problem in front of you, you have the source, the solution to every problem above you. He is the mighty God. What is not possible with man is possible with God. There is nothing... There is nothing, absolutely nothing that God cannot and will not do for you because he's not only a mighty God, but because of how much he loves you. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. You feel like you don't have family today? No, that's the lie of the enemy. God is your father. He is an everlasting father, which means he will be with you till the very end. He is your everlasting father. He walks with you. He'll, he, 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 he'll cry with you. He'll, he'll, he'll laugh with you. He'll rejoice with you. Because he's a father who cares more for you than your earthly father. He is the everlasting father. And he's the prince of peace. 
He's the Prince of Peace. I pray that his peace which surpasses all understanding will surround you right now and be your portion. Whatever situation you might be going through, that you would see the God, you would see God being the Prince of Peace in your life. He's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The third and last thing I want to say is, He's mighty with what he will do. He is mighty with what he will do. You know, 2 Samuel says, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. You know, this king will rule completely and the rule of all creation will be on his shoulders. No one can vote him into office. No one can remove him from office. He's the king for life. He's the king for life. He's the king of the world. And this rule will be for all of eternity. There will be no end. There will be peace from peacelessness, if that's a word. It, it appeared red. On my iPad, I said I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. If you are experiencing a difficult time today, I declare peace. I declare peace in the name of Jesus. I declare justice from injustice. For those of you who have been waiting for payments, I declare justice in the name of Jesus. I declare justice that Every wall will break down and you will get what is due to you in the name of Jesus. He will rule powerfully. The Father will see that the Son will reign. You know, in heaven, there's no confusion about Christmas. In heaven, there's no confusion. The one we talk about is the Prince of Peace who brings peace not by negotiation, but by the conquest of all his enemies. Peace comes to us from the cross of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our, for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. You know, ultimately, nothing else matters except what we think about Jesus and God will never be able to give us a greater gift than his son. God will never, you know, it, it can't get better than that. You will never be able to receive a better gift than the gift that God has given you through his son. You will never be able to receive a better gift. The first Christmas card was telling us of a savior for all mankind. But as with many Christmas cards, you have to do something with it. You can either place it on a shelf and treasure it, or you can toss it in the trash. This afternoon, I want to ask you, what are you going to do with Jesus? It's a question we have to constantly ask ourselves. In the midst of all the chaos and confusion and the turmoil that we might be going through right now, knowing that God is more than able 
to take us out from a mess and turn our life into a message. What are you going to do with Jesus? Will you become his disciple and allow him to become your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, and your prince of peace? Because not only is he mighty with what he will do in the world, but it's also true of what a mighty work he can do in your heart. This Christmas, stand with me. Stand with me. This Christmas, I want to ask you, I would encourage you to welcome Jesus in your heart all over again. We might have fallen. We might have made mistakes. We might have made a mess. But there's no mess that God can't clean up. There's no mess that's so filthy and so dirty that God cannot make it look white as snow. All because of what he did for us on the cross. All because of what he did for us on the cross. And so, I want, whatever happened till yesterday, it's done with, it's gone. But I want you to say, God, I want you to be my wonderful counselor. I want to see you as my mighty God, as my everlasting father, and my prince of peace. And I just want to lead you into a very small prayer. Lord Jesus, I know I've done this before, but today I want to do it again. I welcome you back into my heart. I welcome you into my life. I ask you to take over. And I believe truly that this Christmas will be my best Christmas ever. I ask you to be my wonderful counselor and guide me. I ask that you would be that mighty God in my life. I ask that you would be my everlasting father and that you will not only be my prince of peace, but let your peace be my guide. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, give God a hand.